Hey, good evening. It's uh, 25 past 11 p.m. Thursday, the 8th of February, 2018. Hope you're doing really, really well. Um, I was hoping to be in bed and asleep by now, but um, <laughs> surprisingly it didn't happen. Um, basically because I've got a really early start tomorrow morning. I've got to get into London. Um, actually, Layla and I are going to an event tomorrow all about entrepreneurship, business, finance, that type of thing. So a bit of a kind of day out of um, Ralph-related stuff, but obviously it'll be available and contactable, etc. Um, but these things always require, well, generally require really early starts and a fair amount of travel, which um, if you spend your day really tired, then obviously you don't get the most out of the event, but I don't know what the answer is anyway. So I'm not sure I'm going to be in the bestest <laughs> form tomorrow for the, uh, for the whole day event, but... Um, We'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, managed to get to the gym today. We normally go on a Wednesday, but um, didn't go yesterday, and we went today instead, and that was cool. We also had um, a quick lunch, and uh, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about today, not the lunch. Um, but, you know, there was some elderly people sitting on a table near us, and one of them, you know, was... Um, I don't know what the politically correct way of putting it really is, but I suppose mentally incapacitated, cognitively incapacitated maybe, I don't know, I'm speculating here whether he was suffering from a dementia type of disease or, or whatever it might be, but um, just seeing that whole situation, that whole setup and the kind of treatment he was receiving and all of that, you know, it really kind of made me think um, about this whole thing about get busy living, you know, we talk about it on this podcast before, but this whole thing about... Um, you're on this planet one time this time don't waste it you know um just look at that situation and you think we may all get there one day um and you know to be without your faculties as it were is just uh, i don't know something that i wouldn't um personally wish to be in that situation i'm sure a lot of us agree but really it's just about trying to use that to fuel your motivation to get on with stuff you know whatever it is you want to be doing i'm not saying it needs to be entrepreneurship it could be whatever you want to be doing whatever you want to be pursuing just get on and pursue it you know um because really well you know it it could be that it could be us sitting in those chairs um and uh all gray haired i mean i haven't got much hair left but um if you do you know anyway the, the other thing um <clears throat> i was thinking about today was i just saw on facebook um there's an animal charity in Vietnam trying to do amazing stuff with, um, you know, not much of a resource at all. And they were trying to um, take care of all kinds of animals, really. And for a while they had a sort of veterinary clinic there where they had vets coming from abroad who would, you know, provide treatments to the animals there. And they would come and stay for periods of time. But um, they were really struggling to get good vets to stay to come in the first place and to stay there for a decent period of time and in the end they ended up shutting down the clinic because they just couldn't get um, enough vets but now they're really really struggling with getting any kind of veterinary input at all um, because the, the standard of education there around small animals is terrible as things currently stand um, and you know they're really struggling so they, they put out an appeal for vets um, who would be willing to sort of help them from a distance in terms of reviewing blood test results, urine test results, and generally providing a sort of telemedicine-y type of uh, thing. Um, 
Obviously, I've got a lot on with the Ralph and everything else going on. I did say that I would help if I could, if they needed me to. But the other thing I did was to share their post on my ECC Facebook page, which has, you know, about 15,000... I wouldn't say followers, because I don't all follow the page, but likes anyway. Um, and, you know, pay to boost that post. So hopefully they'll get a few people and they can, you know, get some help. Because these are the kinds of things that when all is said and done all the fancy schmancy equipment that we get in the sort of UK and the US and Canada and so on. Um, you know, back out there is really just basic stuff, you know. Um, so yeah, it just kind of really brings this whole point home. And, you know, I've said we're setting up a charity at the Ralph and one of the things I want to do is to try and figure out how to help people like this, you know. But yeah, I'm going to um, pop back after the breaks, a couple more things I want to just chat to you about. So I'll catch you in a second. The other thing I wanted to mention was, um, you know, I've talked before on the podcast about this whole corporate takeover of the veterinary sector, um, and it happens in so many other sectors, and they change, basically, you know. And I've always said that I don't think they change for the better, um, whilst there are arguments about why corporatization might be a good thing in some respects. Um, I think overall, I'm not convinced. Um, corporate capitalism in a vocational healthcare sector doesn't seem like the right, the right marriage to me. Anyway, uh, and the Ralph is obviously going to be independent, and it's my aim to keep the Ralph that way, um, subject to things panning out as we expect them to. Um, and in the UK, there's a, a fairly new organisation called the Federation of Independent Veterinary Practices. They've been around, I think, a couple of years, maybe. And they're slowly getting some traction, you know, but like with a lot of these things, it takes time, especially when, I'm not sure exactly whether they are, how they get their funding and things like that. I mean, there is a membership and there is a membership invoice, but, um, membership fee, but, um, you know, I think they're making some, some headway, but I wouldn't, I'm not sure I could be completely wrong, but I don't think they're like, they've got massive traction amongst independents just yet. Um, but obviously they're there for a reason, which is to try and, lobby and help the case for the independent side of the sector, which in the UK is still somewhere around 60%, but um, I guess we'll see where that goes. So today I came across a, a newly formed association in the US, it's called something like um, the Independent Veterinary Association or something like that, independent, yeah I think it's Independent Veterinary Association, um, and basically you know they're trying to do a sort of similar thing. Um, and one of their concerns was very legitimate was that through the corporates doing things like, you know, uh, subsidizing memberships of their, their staff to sort of the big veterinary organizations and associations that in the end you may find yourself in a situation where a lot of the leadership of these associations are people that are in corporates. And, you know, that becomes an even less palatable situation. But almost certainly will happen and happens in so many sectors. You know, there's just this... this this money thing it's a tide that it's very hard to stem in terms of um, you know they can outcompete people they can have loss leading initiatives and things like that that independence just you know, maybe, maybe really cannot so anyway so it was interesting to see the US this association as well and obviously corporatization has been on the US for a lot longer um, I think even since the 80s probably than it has over here in the UK 
but uh, anyway. Cool, and then just changing track completely, I wanted to just mention something called Burn. Uh, I don't know if you've come across it, but basically it's this idea of, you know, if you're running a business, um, if you are funded, let's say you're a startup and you receive funding, how much of your funding are you going through every month? So people talk about your burn rates, um, because obviously if you've got so much funding, you've got a monthly burn rate of, of X, then how many months have you got funding left for, you know? Um, it was just a, a word I thought I would throw in if you haven't heard of it um, in this context. Um, and also it applies to us too at the Ralph, of course, because we're raising funding and our projections have been based around, you know, looking forward to saying, okay, how many years worth of working capital do we need until the business turns profitable, which is all ultimately based on, you know, the number of cases that we see um, so we, we do have a burn rate too in that regard, um, you know, but we will obviously be trading and earning revenue whereas some startups have a burn rate that's purely consuming investments but they're not trading yet. Um, so anyway, cool, I'm going to head off to bed, um, try and get five, five and a half hours sleep and then head into London. Uh, hope you have a wicked day tomorrow and... Um, I will no doubt catch you uh, tomorrow evening before the weekend. And in the meantime, um, thank you for listening as always. And remember to take chances, be compassionate, live in a beautiful state, have an open heart and an open mind. Cheers. Bye-bye.